go inside out again a bit harder, so I'm going to try and slide one in there. Fast. You would think he has to make him hit it on the leg side. There's all his fielders out there. Six to win. Four for a super over. More. Oh, there it is! Yeah, He's hit a six off the final. <laughs> the Thunder is still alive. Well, round two of BBL Supercoach has come to an end tonight. The game's on right now, and, and we've seen some massive performances to match the absolute stinkers from this week. A bit of a rocks and diamonds week. Mick, what are we going through tonight, mate? On tonight's show, we'll look at the round just gone, cover the week ahead, talk trades, captions, and answer all your questions live here on the show. Boys, let's get to it. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, g'day guys. Welcome back to the Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. I am the super coach Brain. You can find me on X at SC underscore Brain. And my co-host is with me, the big horse, Mickey Dell. How are you, mate? Pretty uh, big week at BBL. Yeah, I love that you said rocks and diamonds, mate, because we've got some rookies, I guess, or bottom bargain base prices that are, have been playing well and some top price players that have been shitting the bed, e.g. Nessa, get the fuck out of my side next round, mate. But <laughs> who have we got here with us? Mate, Nathan Scoble joining us again. Scobes, thanks for joining us. Second appearance on the Inside BBL Show. Thanks for coming back. No, anytime, mate, anytime. I do have some breaking news, though. Um, I don't know if you gents are aware, but the Messiah of the BBL has just picked up a pole, Matt Short. So I'm sure we all have him as a VC loop for our C. Yes, sir. Yeah, another yeah. another wicket, and I'm sure an absolute bucket load of runs later. How good's that? Love that. Um, mate, how's the team been going? Yeah, we haven't spoken to you since preseason. Uh, how'd you go first couple of rounds, or how are you looking this week? Uh, first, first round was okay. I think I scored a tick under 1.2 K that put me at off memory 2.2 K rank. So that's okay. And I need to just stop again because shorts picked up another wicket. So if you see the, uh, the laptop rising, you'll know what that's about. (laughs) Um, but no, no, in all seriousness, um, this week was looking good until last night. It really was. Mm. Um, yeah, last night. I, I was out and I got the news late about Curran being an absolute clown. So I had to boost to what I thought was a poultry score to avoid a 25 in hindsight. Mm-hmm. I wish I had taken that 25 because I boosted and got a certain left-handed South African in, which was just in hindsight, very silly. But at the time I thought that was a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and look, don't get me wrong. I think it still was a play. Like, yeah, you're looking at an international opening batsman, wicketkeeper, a guy with the gloves as well. Like, everyone was talking him up. His form was outstanding. So, like, it made sense. Um, but when when you're talking cricket, we're talking BBL. Anyone can get a good rock. Speaking of a good rock, the one that he got out to was not. Uh, it was a fucking awful shot to get out to. Um, but that's cricket, isn't it? Oh, it was just. I... I don't understand the caliber of player and he's just tried to step away and poke at it. Um, for someone like mm-hmm. that, that's clearly batted all over the world. I thought, you know, if he's going to go out, he'd go out to a peach. Um, but I was most definitely wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, seven rocks to get uh, to get out to that too doesn't help, does it? But um, that's all right. We'll uh, mate, we'll we'll push on. But uh, you know, tonight's show we've got a fair bit to get through, so we'll rip in. But before we do, make sure to subscribe and like and follow and and do all those things so you don't miss another episode moving forward. We'll be coming to you every single round to talk to you all things BBL Supercoach. Rewind and talk to you about the week just gone or the round just gone, and we'll also preview the games ahead as well for the next round. So. Uh, also join the unlimited group. We'll close that one up pretty soon. So the code is four eight two two six seven, or the link is in the description below. So you can check that out there. And lastly, jump in the discord. Plenty of things happening in the discord. My thumbs are a bit sore trying to keep up. Um, but, uh, it's, it's been good fun. And the community team that we put together is fucking flying as well. We've got 1,226 in the first round. And I think we're on track for another, like close to 1100 this week. So the, the community know what they're doing in, uh, insight discord. So good on them. Um, Guys, what we'll do is we'll rewind and we'll have a look a little bit at, at round two and, and what's happened in round two so far. Now, of course, the rewind is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. And if you've ever wondered what the best bank is or maybe what the best interest rate is or how you can get that best interest rate, you can contact Ryan from Astute Newstead on ryanh at eganwealth.com is his email or you can go to instagram and you can hit him up there at ryan astute newstead and he'll look after you obligation free not going to cost you a thing if you mention us so go and hit him up uh boys strikers four for 205 batting first and thunder fell a little bit short seven for 200 mick what'd you take from this one to start mate well we've got our fellow uh co-host here that's the president of the Matt short fan club so <laughs> I was probably as erect as him when I saw Matt Short go large and take some catches, take some wickets. He was just an all-round gem, wasn't he? So for those of you that decided to antipod or fade Matt Short, silly, silly boys. Mm, get a beer. Yeah, get a beer. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to drown your sorrows there. But even Darcy Short, like he was a like a neither here nor there play, opening the bat, someone that we could we thought we might be able to make some money out of, but 91 runs in his uh, – sorry, 91 Supercoach points in his first game. Very nice, Scopes. What would you make of the opening partnership between the short boys? I thought it was really well. They – well, for starters, for Supercoach, it was absolutely fucking fantastic. Um, but just in general, just general cricket terms, I think they just timed it really, really well. Um, yeah. They didn't let the, the run rate get out of hand way too much, I think – when um, and it might not be that super coach relevant, but when Lynn came in, it really stalled. That was kind of, you know, it was a bit mm. murky then. But I think Dar- Darcy Short, I can't believe I'm talking about him in such a high manner. He looked like he was back to his best for a bloke that literally, if you told him to walk out to the middle, he'd probably walk to the car park. He had no clue <laughs> a month ago. He was, you know, like Frankston Sevens would probably pass on him. He was shit house. But some of those shots, and I think they played into his strengths as well, he seemed to get a few away early and you just thought, like, maybe. And obviously, as we all know, you pass, you get to 20 runs, get that strike rate bonus. He he looked really good. He looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, nice. with the king, Matty Short, I mean, no boundary is big enough for that man. Let's put it that way. No. Very well said. Do you, do you think maybe the Matt Short presence at the other end helped Darcy Short? I mean, maybe that's not even a question. I think it's definite that, that it definitely helped him. You know, you feel a little bit calmer. Darcy Short looked a lot more composed at the crease in comparison to previous years. He didn't look rushed. Uh, he didn't, you know, really play any bad shots. He didn't look like he was in a rush. He just let the ball come to him. 
Um, so yeah, very positive signs there. Definitely a hold for future weeks. Now, um, Scobes, I know you've gone and brought in Jamie Overton this week, and uh, he's an absolute cracker, hasn't he, this this round? Uh, me and Mick faded him uh, for David Payne, who's also picked up a pole or two today, which has been great. But Jamie Overton, his role looks real nice, doesn't it? It does, it does. I um, Initially, I thought that if, if they do go with Basley, I wasn't too sure about his injury. I initially thought that Basley would actually bowl more than Overton. Um, and obviously, there's so many things that are game dependent, but he really started off well. And then, mm-hmm. I guess Basley didn't so much, and Overton just really, I guess, got his socks going. Just really moved on well into it, and picked up wickets. He he just did what you'd expect. But also, I think it was very lucky that I'm not too sure how many Basley went for in his first over but it was a little bit dependent that he got um, slapped a little bit. So, yeah, I, re- I read a quote that they didn't really expect Overton to um, to bowl out his four, but obviously has a capability to do so. And thankfully he did for owners. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... And in, in this game right just... now, Brano, he's sitting on 95 super coach points and the innings still hasn't finished yet. And that's 164 for the week so far without having to have a stick yet. So anything could happen. Who knows? But um, very good signs for Overton owners or buyers this week. Um, I guess when we reference the Thunder, they got to 200. Uh, they, they kind of fell over the line there a little bit short. Um, Sanger didn't really score the way we'd expect him to. I think he ended up with 25 total. He, did. Might have, he, he got did. a cheap wicket there at, at, at one point, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Thunder looked ordinary, didn't they? I mean, there's concerns now because everybody's looking at Daniel Sams. He's been under the microscope for a while now for that round four double. Um, but the, the one person who stood out for me, I guess, was Ollie Davies. He actually looked really good with the bat in hand. And, and he's going to be definitely somebody that I'll look at, I think, ahead of this round four buy. Oh, sorry, round four double as someone maybe as a loop next week. Uh, what are your thoughts on Davies and Sams, Mick? Davies looks great. He looks really good with ball in hand. We've spoken to people in the past that talk about the eye test, in particular our mate Herbie Bull. doesn't matter about <laughs> stats and figures. If you pass the eye test, they're in. But when we're talking about Daniel Sams, I love the fact that he's stinking it up at the moment because his price is dropping and we know that he's going to pop off at some stage. So hopefully for us, that's going to be round four on the double where we'll bring him in nice and cheap. People will fade him because he hasn't been playing well and bang, we'll get a couple hundred points out of him. So I'm still keeping a pretty close eye on him. Yes, there has been a change in his technique with his bowling, but I don't think that's a major cause for concern just yet. Yeah, a bit of a risk with that little kind of uh, hip flexor injury where he nearly absolutely barbecued himself real early on and run himself out. Um, But it looks like he got through it okay. Scobes, thoughts? Thunder? What's going on there? I hate to um, be controversial, but Daniel Sams, I mean, this bloke's... Do we really want him? Like we know what he's capable of, and I, I can see, um, I can see Big Horse chuckling there. But when when I see him bowl, I think of when Ty went through that patch where he had 13, 14, 15 different types of variations. He literally he was holding it with all six fingers, and he was just, you know, it, it seems he's almost got ahead of himself. He doesn't seem to be, um swinging it as much. I don't know if that's due to the change of action and whatnot. We we know that he loves bowling up in Sydney, um, but I just, 
He always, I've I've never really had a good experience with him, so I don't know if that's actual recency bias or if it's fact. I'm not too sure, but I just if if he could bat in the top five and he was guaranteed to maybe bowl one at the start and then three at the death, absolutely, I'm all in. But I think Hales for maybe maybe 100k, looking at some price projections, that could be a handy mm-hmm. loop, a very handy loop, and we know what this bloke can do. Like he is. He is a monster. He started off terribly. He did get an absolute spitting cobra against Adelaide from the Messiah short, and that's understandable. Mm. Look, that's probably going to bowl 99% of batsmen. Like, I mean, even Bradman would have trouble with that. But I think he's, <laughs> he's due to do something, isn't he? Like, the, the caliber of this bloke, yeah. is he really just going to be, I guess, lackluster? No. Nah. I'm I'm 100% with you. I think that there's something coming around the corner. You you look at the caliber of the player, the pedigree is there. He's not going to nick off and look that shit three, four, five games in a row. Something's going to click very soon, and I think I'm with you on that. I think he's definitely a buy candidate Um, this week. I think he probably bottoms out in price as well this week. It's only going to take one good knock, and that takes off again. So, yeah, definitely an option to go early on this week. I agree. Um, Scobes, Scobes, in regards to Daniel Sams, I've got a solution for you, mate. Soft music, yes. beer, best of Daniel Sam's highlights on YouTube. It'll get you a warm and fuzzy straight away, brother. Ooh, that'd have to be on, a, I think, um, an incognito window, as they call it, because that's <laughs> not suitable for work, I don't think. Um, I yeah, do don't prefer, look at that on the work yeah. computers. No, no, you might get into a bit of trouble with that. Um, he, did, he did have Chrome a stint supporting. Mumbai, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I do like the bloke. Um, I like all cricketers that play for Mumbai in the IPL, but I'm just not sure. Not sure if he's going to be there. It could be one of the best antipods you've ever seen, or it could literally sink your season. I don't. I don't know whether there's going to be either way um, at the moment on Daniel Sams. Hmm. All right. Yeah. No, well, I, I completely agree. Let's move on. Uh, we've got Hobart Hurricanes, eight for 172, batting first. They lost to Perth. And and when you go to the, the furnace, as they call it, uh, it used to be the Wacker, but Optus Stadium, pretty much the same thing. When you travel to Perth, it's fucking hard to compete with these guys. They're, they're just clinical. One for mm-hmm. 173. Uh, the only saving grace for the Hurricanes was Chris Jordan, really, and Nikhil Chowdhury. Those two guys literally carried Hobart across the line just. Uh, Chris Jordan, was it the second or third quickest... BBL 50 yep. that we've seen or, or the fastest BBL 50 we've seen for the Hurricanes in, in BBL history. So right. uh, 50, he, he got 59 uh, max strike rate bonus. He also snagged a wicket, 120 super coach points. Can't ask much more from him. It's just a shame on the schedule, isn't it? That Hurricanes aren't really relevant for a while now until they're, I think it's round seven double. So yeah, that's right. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the owners that would have slapped the C loophole after Matt Short, scored his big score uh, in game one and then saw that Chowdhury was playing, they would have absolutely shit themselves thinking that they were going to get a 10 or a 20. So a 57 for Chowdhury isn't the worst thing in the world. No. No, not at all. What do you thought? No, I uh, completely agree. I think um, it just seems like a bloke that's got a bit to him, a little bit of flair. Um, Doesn't seem to be scared. Uh I read a stat on Twitter, well, not a stat, an interesting fact, I should say, that the last T20 game, um, official game that he actually played, was for Punjab 
and it featured a bloke called Shubman Gill. So, yeah, very yeah. interesting there. So he's, I mean, we all know how much of a genius Ricky Ponting is, and so he hasn't uh, signed this bloke just to do nothing, so to speak. But, yeah, I mean, that was a weird game, wasn't it? A very weird game. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of us had, or I know I have, Ben McDermott. Um mm-hmm. It's Definitely. funny that he still hasn't worked out which end of the bat to use. He just, oh, disgusting. Absolutely yeah, disgusting. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, now we've got to start considering whether he's someone we move on, whether we just hold him there because he's fucking cheap and he's not really going to do much worse than he has so far. Surely he gets it right eventually. Maybe he's just a bench loop guy. Um, but I'll tell you who isn't a bench loop guy, Aaron Hardy. Uh, he was traded out by 1,244 super coaches this week, and he went and said, fuck you, I'm getting 130. Uh, so he knocked out 130 super coach points. He was awesome with the bat, didn't even need a bowl to become relevant, and I think that's what we know from last year from Aaron Hardy. Didn't mm-hmm. need to bowl to become super coach god category. Um, so the guy's just such a talented player with bat in hand. You, you don't necessarily need him with the ball. Um, so I nearly traded him out thanks to the big horse for kind of talking me out of it because, uh, I I was potentially thinking about keeping Munro, but I thought I'll keep Hardy instead. So, uh, that worked out beautifully. And, uh, let me tell you who has been the biggest surprise of this year, or maybe not a surprise, but the biggest pod so far this year, Jason Berendorf has been fucking awesome in his first two games or three games. Sorry. Thoughts on thoughts on these two guys, Hardy, Dorf, even throw Jai Richo in there who's stunk it up, I guess, last round and didn't do much and will lose bulk cash. What are you thinking here with these three guys, Scobes? Any uh, any relevance? What are you planning? Makes it hard, doesn't it? Because if Hardy pops and Berendorf actually against the Gates, they could be easily 230K. And obviously, they've got the back-to-back buys, but, and they've got the back-to-back doubles. So you, you're going to have to slot one of them in there sooner or later. Um, I think Richo, Richo going wicket list for non-owners, um, it was absolutely oh. fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. He could he could easily, if everything goes to plan, he could be sub 170K, which is just, I mean, that's that's unheard of for a bloke like him. Um, mm-hmm. I own Hardy. I definitely wasn't expecting something like that. His role has definitely changed. I don't think he'll bowl that much now. But I think at three... Like there's no one on their list that is going to bat three besides him. And I'm fairly sure I could be wrong. Paddy Dooley with his windmills, I don't know what he was bowling, but he just got he just got absolutely dispatched. It was it was almost bullying. Like it was it was wonderful. It was so good to see. Um and I know he's had great innings in the past, but that just seemed like he was really assertive then. Uh, go, going back to Berendorf. Um, the very prominent voice on Twitter, his name's, his handle is actually Kale Boy with three Ys. And he had been all over Berendorf, all over him in preseason and accidentally chopped him to Nathan Coulton Isle. So he's down about 400 points. And I hate to rub it in, but yeah, it's just unlucky. But he identified him really well. Um, And as, as we've seen, that... He just he just waltzes in, and he just gets the ball to dance, doesn't he? Yes. It looks like it's going to slant across, and then it just hoops back in, and it causes so many issues to right-handers. So, he, he, I mean, you'd be a very brave human not to have Hardy, Berendorf, and Richo going into their doubles. Yeah, yep. agreed. 
Mick, all these thoughts. Yeah, Dorf, Dorf did bowl well for Australia in the T20 series against India, where he kept it fairly economical there as well. So, um, yeah, what's what's not to like about him? Really nice left armor. Uh, Aaron Hardy, one of the best batsmen that we have in the T20 competition here, and Joe Richo, if he's minus one seventy k or lower than one seventy k, what's not to say that we've got all three going into their doubles? Yeah, I think the the tough part now becomes who do we hold, who do we not hold for for Perth, considering they're coming into their two two uh, buys in, in the next round. Now, obviously, they get a game next round, so we don't have to worry about that right now. But if yeah. you're somebody who's got three, four, five Perth guys, which I don't think many do, but maybe there's three or four Perth guys on your team, you're going to have to move a couple this week if you want to be prepared for round Absolutely. four, five. So yeah. worth keeping. And I think Cooper Connolly becomes that perfect kind of cheap loop dual position option. I don't think <laughs> it's worth trading out Cooper Connolly at the moment. I think he's probably the perfect hold where you can use him as a loop round four, five, and then reassess in round six, seven. They've got the double. It, it's perfect scenario. Uh, you probably just need to think about what you're going to do with these more expensive guys like Hardy and uh, Jai Richardson. I'd be moving them on, honestly, regardless of how good they've been. I, I don't think you can have expensive guys like that sitting on your bench doing nothing for two weeks. So, um, But anyway, we can reassess that next week. What are your thoughts, Scopes? Are we going to add something there? I was just going to say, there's a bloke that bats at four that's going to be very, very cheap. Uh, Josh Inglis. I know he didn't get yeah. a bat the other night, which was absolutely fantastic for non-owners. Four <laughs> owners, I don't think they would have predicted that. Mm. But, th- like, I mean, he, he's he got an international T2000 um, against India mm. and batting over there. So he definitely knows how to handle the stick. So if he's, I mean, if he's sub 150, even, you know, sub 140, if everything goes right, he, he could be an easy flip option coming into their double. Absolutely. For sure. Good shout. Very good shout. Let's uh let's move on to the Renegades and the Heat, which was last night. Uh mate, this is it's Paul Walter's world. We're just living in it. 152 super coach points uh for the week. One game. The guy's a genius. Uh you're you're part of or actually, you know what? I Scobes, I thought you were uh Matt Short's biggest fan. I don't know whether you are. I reckon Paul Walters maybe pipped him, and you could be Paul Walters' biggest fan. I um, I definitely could be. The bloke is an absolute fucking unit, and he doesn't mind a celebration. The only thing that I have against him, and it's not him personally, it's the coach. Now, there's a lot of expletives I could use, but what kind of fucking idiot sends Matt Renshaw to plonk it around and go for a runner ball 20 instead of tall pole? I know mm. Renshaw's been around a while. He's, you know, he's probably going to be the face of the heat one day, which is unfortunate for them because he's not the best looking fella. And I just think, why on earth are you sending him out when you've got this absolute weapon that can just go for broke? I just, that's the only thing against him. The only thing. Like, he bowls, he fields well in good places, and he's built like a brick shit out. So, clearing ropes is no issue at all. Yeah. I traded him out. Uh, and yeah, you can feel sorry for me. It hurts me. Um, I think you did as well, Scobes. Like, it, it was the right move. Yeah. I think, in, in hindsight, you know, it was still the right move. I'd still do it again. Um, purely looking at break evens, I went to Swepson to, to, get a bit of cash um, because we know cash is important, build that bank up initially. But yeah, he, he's going to made more money than, uh, than Swepson now. So yeah, that, that worked out beautifully. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Jake Fraser McGurk. 
because he was fantastic. He was what 50, 50 odd runs off like twenty nine balls, I think, just dispatched oh, cool. it everywhere. I think we were watching the game at the same time, Mick, last night after we recorded mm-hmm. NBA. He pulled. Who was it that he pulled off the front foot, and it went in front of Square and about two stands back. It was fucking incredible. The guys are serious. Spencer, talent. Spencer, Spencer Johnson, I think it was. Yeah, like the I think the first two two overs, Clark and DePock could not get bat on ball at all, and yet a wicket goes down. He comes out first ball short, a pull shot off the front foot that went twenty rows deep. It was it was amazing. The first one that anyone had got out of the middle and it went flying. And that man is in some serious form. You have to get him in if you don't already have him. And Scobes, you're not an owner of Fraser McGurk, but I'm assuming he's on the target list for this coming week. I will be extremely surprised if he's not the number one traded in player from people that um I guess are actively engaging in BBL Supercoach. I, I will completely put my hand up and say that I completely read the situation wrong. I, I just assumed like every year that Sauce had come back in after doing no training. He'd somehow get through a warm-up and then he'd go out there and do not fantastic but not shit the bed. And then that would just secure yeah. him for the next couple of rounds. But it, I don't know if they've tapped him on the shoulder or he's had a setback or what's going on. But there's no way in hell that Fraser McGurk cannot bat three for the remainder of the season. Like, it, it has to happen. It has to. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 100% agreed. The guy needs to be in your team. Just get him in. He's cheap enough Absolutely. now that I don't think you've missed him. It's not too late. They're coming to the no. double. Just just get the bloke in. If yeah. you don't feel lovely about it, just loop him if you really have to. I'm not a big fan of looping guys on a double. Um, just play him and you get two cracks. But like, I think he's a guy you need to have in your team for sure. Otherwise, you're going to start to fall behind pretty quickly. Um, we'll, we'll quickly touch on uh, DeCock. I mean, the guy's got to still be jet-lagged or something or asleep. Uh, I'm not sure what or he's just, doing, but he looked fucking uh, awful. Just a, a genuine fucking pansy, let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> you, you've seen better pokes from, you know, kids at their graduation. It's that's That was terrible. Absolutely disgusting. Like... For a bloke of his caliber that has smashed elite tier bowlers all over parks in every part of the world, that was mm-hmm. fucking shit house. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't fall into the Quinton de Kock trap, luckily, but I'll tell you who I did fall into the, uh, I fell into the Joe Clark trap, who has been just as bad. Uh, the first two games, I think he got run out in the, one of the first games. I didn't play their second, and then he played a fucking shocking shot outside off and top edge one. Um, it's very out of character for someone who's supposedly so good on Australian soil. Uh, mm. and we saw what he did with the Melbourne stars last year. He's just been fucking terrible. Mm. He's been awful. Um, yeah. so I'm going to hold him because I have to now for the double. I think it doesn't make sense to trade him out now this week, but, um, that was purely due to the Tom Curran issue that we'll maybe cover a little bit later. We'll give our thoughts on that. That was one of the questions that popped up. Um, yeah. I brought him back in for that instead of going to someone like a Nisa, who probably was my preference. I just didn't want to get caught with a ton of heat players next week. So mm-hmm. um, now Swepson and Kuhneman were probably one of the two more popular options for the heat, both the spinners, both negative break evens. Uh, Swepson 38, Kuhneman 25, neither really fired in this one. Um, time to, is it maybe pick one to trade out and one to keep? It makes sense to do what Swepson hold, Kuhneman goes. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, is that your I'd plan? Do you have so. both? Mick, do you have both? No, I've only got uh, Kuhneman. Are you, and you're planning to move him out next week? Yes. 
Okay. Scobes yourself? No, nah, I've got neither. Got neither. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Makes life nice and easy for you. Um, it, it does. Don't have to I worry mean, about it. Know, yeah. I mean, you know, who did, you know who did bounce back, boys? Who's that? Majib. Yeah, six sixty-eight super coach points. He played that role that I thought he would in the preseason. Round one, he stunk the beat up. But yeah, last round, pretty good with the sixty-eight. Uh shout out to the Whisperer who keeps ripping into you, Mick, about convincing him to pick Majeep. Um maybe you can throw that one back at him. He's uh finally done okay. Who's he? <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. um boys six of strikers is on at the moment innings break currently as recording seven for 155 the sixes were scored off their 20 overs so mm-hmm. 156 to win for the strikers chasing every chance of knocking that off pretty comfortably if the shorts get going uh they've got chris lynn at three as well mate anything can happen overton at five or six wherever he's batting that they could knock that off pretty comfortably so they've got a few big wickets to take the sixes and no abbott no curran probably could be quite mm-hmm. tough for them um I'm expecting potentially Jack Edwards to get some overs. What do you What do you boys think about how this bowling rotation will look like now? There's no There's no Kerr. Um, do we feel like Jack Edwards becomes quite relevant now? Yeah. Scopes is is he his option? As a cricketer, he's he's great. He's great. But for BBL, I'm fairly sure they don't have a double. They don't have one coming up. Nah, not anymore. Singles. So I just. I mean, there, there would be nothing against it. He's probably going to get DPP when the additions come in. But I just, I think um, for the way that I like to play, I just like to have quality of double players. I always like to think it's um, quality over quantity. And I just don't think, mm-hmm. would, you, would you ever play him on field? Wouldn't you be more keen to loop him? I just don't know if that's um, something you'd want to burn a trade on. I, sh- I shouldn't say burn a trade because he's not... It's not shocking, um, but I think once Abbott comes back in, he missed due to illness. He was obviously named in the squad. Kerr's named in the squad, not playing. I just don't know um, when he'll be right. And Curran is just – Curran's a peanut, so fuck him. Yeah. If yeah. We, that, that probably if sums we, up my summary on him too. If we look at the three of the top four super coach scorers for the strikers tonight, they were the medium to fast bowlers – only Matt Short with 46 broke into the top four. You got Baisley, 35, Payne, 38, and Overton on 95. There you go. So with um, I want to add to that, boys. With Steve O'Keefe and, and Murphy there, they'll I don't think they'll bowl their full allotment of overs, given that from what I saw, the, the pitch looked a bit too paced. Um, so I reckon you'll see uh Moises get a bowl. I reckon he might bowl two or three overs. I think um Edwards is a big chance to bowl three or four overs as well. And um, we'll go into more with the Sixers in a minute, but the Sixers have won 10 of 11 at the uh, at the SCG of late. So they've got some really red-hot form. Speaking um, of, yeah, I, I just, know we're about – sorry, Scopes. Oh, no, 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 I was just going to say um, Joel Davies is in there as well, isn't he? He's, yeah. Um, he's obviously a handy, mm. um, handy little spinner. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice, same with the sauce situation, if um, Socky had have you know done one of his famous calves before round one and old man injury kept yeah. him out. We might have got him because I don't think Murphy was ever going to play. Um, he's he's obviously got you know bigger things on the horizon. I think 
especially with that PM's game. Unfortunately, that made him irrelevant come round one. But, yeah. yeah. I don't think Sox played enough cricket in the lead-up to get injured, which is the sad part. I think we're relying on him actually playing some great cricket, and he's gone back to, what, Hawkesbury, uh, I think, for the for the first time in God knows how long. He's been playing for Manly forever. Um, so he's gone back to his home club, Hawkesbury, and he hasn't played a game before he rolled up in round one, so he didn't play enough cricket to actually get injured. So... Um, but anyway, I'm sure that's on the horizon very soon. But you know what? We're gonna let's move into our next segment, the Big Horse Deep Dive. It's my favourite segment. Let's roll into it. Who does not like a deep dive with the Big Horse? I don't want to give you But Glenn Maxwell, boys, if you're stupid enough to trade him out after round one, go and grab him again. Because for those that were still enough to drop him and not use him as a loop for this round, here's a stat that will get you charged. In his last three games against the Thunder, Sixers and Hobart, as a cumulative, he averages 97 super coach points. And they're the teams he plays in the next three games. So he's a serious C or VC option moving forward. Scopes, you looped him? Oh, sorry, you just cut it out there, mate. Who is that? Sorry. It was Glenn Maxwell, mate. So the, the next three teams that he oh. plays against, he's got an average of 97 super coach points cumulatively with those three sides, including a, I believe it was a 215 against the Hurricanes. A couple of seasons I, um, back. I th- well, just to start it off, I think any actively engaged coach would have him. I don't know mm-hmm. why you would trade him out. That's just. Unless you you heard wrong and he's broken his arm and can't play the remainder of the season, then clearly you need to um, update your information sources. But I just think, like, the, the man's incredible, isn't he? If he's not the most VC'd option going into next round, I'll be astonished because he, he does everything and he's a captain. We all know that captains that can bowl, they think a bit mm-hmm. higher of themselves. Now, I'm not, not throwing shade at his bowling because obviously he's picked up more international wickets than I have, but, but mm-hmm. I saw that he went for – it was at one for 43 off however many. Um, maybe if that had been a certain someone else, he might not have got an extra over. So I think he's always good to get that um, – the economy rate bonus if if it's in play. And he's always a chance mm-hmm. of a wicket because he, he, he doesn't bowl rubbish either. But I, I dare say, you, you've, if you don't have him in your team, I don't know what you're doing, honestly. No. I think he'll be my VC next week. I think I think it's a pretty easy option just to VC loop him, hope for the best. And if it doesn't come off, you have a second crack at someone like a Will Sutherland or a you know a Renegades player in game two. Yep. I think that's probably the best way to play it. I just, I, just, I just can't see any other options. Like is yeah. if, if you're feeling what adventurous, do you go like a Webster or maybe a bowler? But... He's going to do both. He's going to bat, he's going to bowl, and he's an absolute freak fielder. So mm-hmm. I can understand if you're put off by the injury, but he wouldn't be playing if he's not, yeah. you know, that's right. good to go. Just, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I really think he'll be very popular. Yeah. I, I like the fact, Brano, that uh, earlier on when we are talking about Perth, you uh, spoke about Jason Berendorf. He's actually the fifth top or fifth-ranked supercoach player so far in BBL 13 with a rolling average when he does play of 108. 
He's still only in 12% of teams. Are you looking at bringing him in before the pod and stashing him? Oh, sorry, the buy and stashing him, or are you going to wait till the double? No, can't do it now. Doesn't make sense. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm attacking the double. I think it's it's always been clear that the schedule wins. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at the double game weeks, having a, a player that will play two as opposed to a player who will play one. Yes, Berendorf might go out and get you 80 or 90 in one game, but, you know, just having two cracks just is logical. It just makes sense to have two opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think it makes sense to look at him now, but let me tell you, if you started the season with him, I can guarantee you you're in the top 500 um, because he's been an awesome pick to start the season. It's just unfortunate that Scorch's schedule is the way that it is where they now miss some cricket before their doubles. But move him on, get him back if you really need to. Just move him on for two weeks and then just get him back in. He he will definitely be, I think as we spoke about earlier, Scobes mentioned, he, he's probably going to be one of the ones that you're going to want to attack for that double-double coming mm-hmm. up round 6-7. So, yeah, very good shout. And now I've got one that's not player-centric, I guess, but... Scobes, were you aware that the Brisbane Lions made the AFL Grand Final, the AFLW Grand Final, the Brisbane team made the WBBL Grand Final, the Brisbane Broncos made the Grand Final, the Brisbane Rugby League women's side made the Grand Final. Brisbane Heat are currently sitting on top, a game clear, and are still paying three bucks on sports bet to make the final. What do you reckon? Oh, all I know is that Aren't all Brisbane teams chokers, though? It's, that's it only to how many of them won? That's only to yeah. make the grand final, not to, to win. To make. Yeah. Uh, I stand corrected. Now, that could be a good shout. Could be a good shout. Um, well, if, if we're going to talk about it, I mean, the AFL grand final was absolutely fucking phenomenal, wasn't it? Um, fucking regret bringing that up. Oh. It was a bit worrying going, uh, going into that last quarter, but obviously the clear and better side won, shall we say. But I, I just don't know. Can they sustain it? I mean, it, it's such a short season, oh, and everything, everything seems to cut. What must go, what goes up must come down. I think. Corey in the chat as well. Brisbane Raw made the Australia Cup final too. So, this is all in the past six months that Brisbane sides have made nearly every grand final in every sports code that we've had. So, I guess the the proof's yeah. in the pudding. So, at three bucks just to make the grand final could be a good shout, but. We're going to move on because we aren't all about punting. Dating back to last season, the Stars are on a six-game losing streak. So they are easily the worst team in the competition. And the Sixers, as I've just said before, have won 10 of their last 11 at the SCG. That does not include tonight. Paul in the cut in the chat as well. Queensland won Origin as well. So they seem to have a habit of winning a lot of things this past six months. So uh, when we're talking about the Sixers winning 10 of their last 11. Are you backing them in, say, at the SCG tonight or in round three? They play the Stars who have lost their last six. I mean, it's just... Yes, flat answer is yes. But to elaborate on what you said, like the Stars, Stars don't have that bad of a team. I mean, there's some pretty fucking good names on, on that 11, but I just... There's no cohesion, is there? Um, and just to cut in, Darcy Short has just been bowled by Bird. So that that brings Lynn in, which might be um, bringing some kind of relevancy in Supercoach to those owners. But the King is still there. So you're probably back Adelaide to um, to get over the line. But 
It all, it really, do, I think Abbott is a massive out and obviously it's illness. So you'd expect him to be back in for that Stars game. Um, I guess it, it depends if their Stars, I don't know, it's ironic, if their Stars fire. If Maxi goes bananas. We know what he's capable of. I mean, Stoin is just, he's been let down after let down after let down, but it's just, um, I guess it's law of averages. He might just pop on a double game week and he could get them the win. Like he's capable of it. Just hasn't really shown much of it lately, has he? No. And we looked at the role initially, didn't we? And it was like, you know, the guy's going to bat five. He's barely going to bowl. Like, there's not really much super coach relevance as much as we know he's been a, an incredible player in, in past BBLs. It's just not a guy you'd look at. If you if you didn't say the name and you said, I've got a player for you and he's going to bat five and not bowl, oh. I'm thinking fucking Adam Hose. You know, like there, there's just no relevance there, you know, like it's just not a super coach player you'd go for. But then as soon as you say the name Marcus Stoinis, everyone's fucking trying to, you know, stop the erection from coming out of their pants. It's it's the name. You, you're trying to get the bloke with the name. And and I think exactly the same thing as Darcy Short. Luckily, it paid off in game one, but it hasn't paid off tonight. He just got three off 11. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? BBL's funny. It just, it's so... Um, volatile you just don't know what you're going to get from game to game so from a from a role perspective i think as long as you're looking at the role you're looking at a guy that might get a bowl as well as going to get a bat overton's a great example he does both uh we're looking at will sutherland we're looking at you know those kind of guys that are going to get max opportunity in these games each week i think you can't really go wrong um it won't work every week but it'll work more than it won't and I think that's probably the message here is that people in the Discord have been getting a little bit frustrated with these players they're picking that aren't coming off and they're not doing well. And it's one game they have a bad game after. Will Sutherland got 180-odd last week and then he's got 28 this week and people are saying, oh, he's shit. He's not shit. He's got a great role, probably one of the best roles in BBL. Yeah, And that's what you want. You just can't get the result every week. You just need to be patient with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks oh, for coming on to the talk. No, no, I can completely concur with what you've said. Um, I just, I think the names, it's very hard to go past recency bias, but you've got to do your own research. And I think I spoke about this when I first came on in preseason. It's fantastic to have all these avenues to the information and all these sources, but you've almost got to have your own, I like to call it the sieve of bullshit, where all the bullshit doesn't make it through. And only the stuff that I guess you determine from people that you respect and understand their thinking, that's the advice that you take on board. That's the yeah. stuff that actually resonates with you. Because you, uh-huh. as we know, you can go on Twitter and every everyone can have an opinion and that's fine. But I think you've just got to understand what works for you. So it's, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if you started with Stoin and you're going to loop him, no worries at all. Fair enough. Completely understood. But I would not be using a trade on him. No way. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I'm with you on that. Big horse. Deep dive done. I'm, I'm actually, you know, even more keen for Glenn Maxwell now, but I'll tell you why. Berendorf is now in my in my clear sights for, I think, that round six, seven double. So he needs to be a guy we look at. Uh, guys, let's let's move on and look at these games for, for round three, shall we? Let's do it. Now, the uh, game preview, of course, is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. We've all got our squeeze hats on. We've got our little four-in-ones here. Uh, so if you want to go and get a little bit of a discount on the website, all you need to go do is go to thestandardsqueeze.com, get yourself 15% off by using the code INSIGHT15. Very easy game. 
Go and check them out. Uh, they've got some apparel as well as some awesome stuff that helps you drink con- uh, responsibly and, of course, conveniently. So go and check them out there. And uh, support those that support us now. Uh, let's move into game one. And we've got two back-to-backs, don't we? Because obviously we've got okay. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day coming up. There won't be any BBL on those two games on Sunday and Monday. But we've got a doubler uh, tomorrow starting at 3.30 p.m. So uh, I think mm-hmm. the one thing to note here is that you don't have all the way to 7.15 to get your team sorted. So make sure that you're on the ball at lunchtime to get your shit sorted before this mid-Arvo game between the Stars mm-hmm. and the Thunder at Lavington Sports Ground. So not even... A home game for the uh, a game for the stars. Which, it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a neutral game, I guess we'll call yep. it. But it seems like batsmen uh, are going to have the uh, the the run of it here. Three hundred and ninety four runs and twenty four sixes hit there in their last game at Lovington Sports Ground. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the time to loop a Thunder batsman in preparation for their round four double. What are, what are your thoughts on this one? First of all, who takes this one out, and then who are we looking at, Mick? Thunder take it out for me. The Stars just don't have, you know, the form on the board to be able to convince me otherwise. But uh, Scobes and I both from Country Victoria, we've we've both heard from our sources up there that it's going to be an absolute belter of a deck and that 394 runs could easily be surpassed in this one. So I'll be definitely looking at bringing a Thunder batsman in, whether that's Hales or Ollie Davies. I'll have to do the maths on what I've got there. But... It will be runs galore. I can almost assure you of that. Small boundaries, nice deck. There'll be fireworks. Scopes? No, I completely agree. Completely agree. I don't um, – I wouldn't be going out of my way to, say, buy a Harper or Rogers. I'd assume that they're going to be opening. Everyone's got Maxi. The one I'm interested in is by Webster. That man just seems – he has got the biggest levers – and he, he's built, like, he can hit a ball. Um, I just, Hales, Hales has been a personal favourite because I've had really good previous memories with him, um, especially in the finals. And he, he always seems to just pop at these times. And I don't know if bringing him in over a player that has a double will actually work out well, but he's basically bottomed. I mean, you can loop first game, Surely there is merit to that, as as Big Horse spoke about um, Davies as well. Obviously going to be a little bit more uh, pricier, but I don't think the players we want for next round are going to be all that expensive. I mean, DeCock prodded at a wide one and made a duck off seven balls. Like that's it's disgusting. It's just, he's not worth 150k. He'll probably make my make me eat my words now, but 150k. I mean, would you would you even go there? I think um, I think Webster's probably going to be the most expensive player from the Gades or the um, from the Stars that you wouldn't own if you don't own Maxi or Sutherland, and that's not breaking the bank either. So it's going to be interesting how you go about it, but I, there's definitely merit for looking at a Thunder batsman because I think it's just going to be runs galore. You could even loop and- a bowler if. Um, if you yep. were that worried about it, yeah. I mean, figures can get inflated at small grounds, as in going for a lot of runs, and it might be worth yep. uh, looping someone, maybe even, a, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure, uh, maybe even Bo, if you've got a mirror or someone, yeah. Bo Webster, 163K, break even of 88 in 2% of teams. So re- yeah. really good pod territory, and... 
does have the caliber to bowl as well. I think um, I think people that are looking at Stoin that he's actually going to bowl. It was um, a little bit of me, me, me time, and that that's okay if it comes off. But I think if Maxi had have been in and captaining, those overs would have been reduced um, drastically. He might not have even been thought of, honestly. Sorry, boys, I have to bring this up. My boy Jimmy Cuso is in the chat. It's my world. You boys are just living in it. You're welcome. Yep. Jimmy boy, hey. love you, mate. <clears throat> Can't argue. This is a big horse's show. <laughs> um, now, uh, I guess one thing we need to look at, right, and, and I'll bring the Renegades into this conversation as well, both Melbourne teams on the double. Right, we're, we're looking at Melbourne Renegades, we're looking at Melbourne Stars, and, you know, that, that's where the schedule sets us for round three now. They actually, neither of these teams have a home game this round. Not one. So the Stars are neutral, then away. Renegades Mm -hmm. are away in Hobart. Then they have to travel to the other side of the country to Perth. So this isn't by any means an easy double game round for either of these teams. So it's one thing to think about as well. And, you know, we we know that travel for the quicks is definitely going to be harder than for the bats, you know, but... For me, I'm, I'm probably looking at for the stars, and we'll talk about this in trade talk, but I'm definitely looking at more the batsmen and the all-rounders than the bowlers in this, just purely because of Lavington. It, it looks like it's very batsman-friendly. So you've got Maxwell and Webster. I've got Harper in my team already, unfortunately. Commiserations for me. Um, so I, I'm thinking that's probably the only way that I'm going to go with these guys. Steckity was someone I was looking at at the start, but I don't Absolutely. think I'll go there now just based off the fact that it looks pretty batsman-friendly. Um, but in saying that, then the Renegades, I've already got four of the blokes. How many do you have? Like we, we looked at the start of the, the season, we looked at the Renegades and the Stars as the teams that were favorable because they had two doubles in the first three weeks. Now, right. most teams will have anywhere between four to six of these guys already in their team. So I think you probably need to be very careful not to overinvest in Renegades, first of all. But the Stars, we need to keep in mind, also have another double in a fortnight's time after this. Mm-hmm. So they've gone double by double single double before they have another buy. So the time to attack the stars is now. It's just they're fucking terrible. Yeah. So it makes it's it hard to to make the decision on who's actually going to be a good option or not. So I, I'd probably rather not risk it on a subpar guy that's going to have an ordinary role just because of their schedule. I think the the message here is. Try and find a quality player with a good role. Like a, I'd probably rather go with Daniel Sams a little bit early and just trust in him. I know you're not a big fan, Scobes, but I, I'm a big fan of Daniel Sams um, purely because I've had good times with him in the past. You've had bad ones. Yep. So it's a little bit of recency bias for both of us, I guess. But, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm looking more than just next week. I'm looking at the next three rounds potentially, and I think there's a lot of relevance in a lot of other teams other than these Melbourne guys. So, um should we move on to the Hurricanes and the Renegades at Bloodstone? Um, Billings, if you've got Billings, he's a really good wicketkeeper loop this week if you've got McDermott or someone yep. like that considering the heater on the buy. So if you've got Billings, don't trade him out. Just use him as a loophole. And if you don't know how to do that, go back and check it previous episode. What else is happening in this and one, he- Scobes, for Canes and the Renegades? I was, I was just going to say that um, Billings will potentially make money as well ahead of their double. Um, it might yep. might not be much, but I mean every every couple of K counts. Um, just wanted wanted to go back to what you said about the quantity of players. Now yep. I think it's very very hard to distinguish quality over quantity. And when you hear the names, I had this conversation today. Like a name like Kane Richardson, automatically think quality. 
But recently, it hasn't been that good. I mean, off the top of my head, he's averaging about 25, 26 each game. That's a wicket and a few dots. Now, it's it's all good and well to say, you know, I've, I've got eight double game week players. All they need to do is average 50 between them. And I am laughing. That's 800 right there. But it is a stretch. That means that Richo, for instance, would have to double his output for the next two games. And I mean, he, he easily could. He could easily triple it. He could easily, you know, quadruple it and go 200 for the double. But I just think you've got to be so particular about who you're picking. I mean, you could, you could go in with 11 double game week players and be outscored mm-hmm. by someone that's got six because single game week players are going to pop. But mm-hmm. I mean, back back to back to what you said. I just think I am I have PTSD from Ben McDermott. I this season that he absolutely tore it apart. Mm. I just I just thought that the failure, failures are coming. The you know he'll he'll get to say 15 off uh, four balls and then go out, and he never did. He just, I think at one stage he was 240k. And this stage, he's just, I don't know what's happened, but he is shit house. So um, I, I will not, besides Chowdhury and McDermott looping, I don't think I'm going to have much from the Hurricanes. And currently from the Gades, I've got Quinton de Kock, I've got Sutherland, um, and I have Zampa. So I'll definitely be adding to that. Uh, Fraser McGurk, absolutely, and I'm not too sure if I'll if I'll add from the Gades again, but I think they surely it's going to be a good game, isn't it? I mean, everybody tipped the Gades to be absolutely sensational with their squad, and besides some peanut uh, not noticing there's I guess holes in pitch covering and that going to shit, they've been pretty disgusting lately. Mm. Mick thoughts? Yeah. Not happy with the way they're travelling, but hopefully this is a bounce-back game for the Gades. They need to win. They've lost their last couple. Uh, Kane Richardson, yeah, he's going to lose some coin, but might might be a nice downgrade target. I'm really concerned for their game in Perth, though. That could be an absolute smacking. You saw what Perth did last game. They were just they were on fire over there. And going into a double buy, or well, a buy and then a buy, um, they're going to play their best team because they've got two weeks to rest or two rounds to rest. So. I think um, mm. just just to butt in there, I think if the VC on Maxi fails, it will be fantastic to go the C on Sutherland. Just purely That's... because if if they bat first, well, I mean, besides Fraser McGurk, their top order is shit house. So you know he's mm-hmm. gonna bat. You know he's gonna yeah. bat. And if they bowl first, of course he's gonna bowl. So I mm-hmm. think the percentage play would be to see him and not just limit yourself to only a player that only has one facet of the game to score well in. Yeah. 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 Very good point. That's the way I'm leaning at the moment. Uh, the only other, I guess, conversation becomes, does Nikhil Chowdhury become a buy for those that don't have him? Because I mean, now he's going to have a negative break. Even he was basement price. Um, he's got 57 this week. Probably. I wouldn't say cements his spot becomes definitely hard to drop after mm-hmm. what he did uh, this game. Mick, does he become a buy now? Uh, are we just going uh, from a cash gen perspective? Are we going and grabbing him to stash him on the bench? Hopefully, make some coin. Well, are we seeing another sweeps in here, and he's going to shit the bed and make you bugger all coin, and then we're stuck with him? Who knows? So for me, he's not an absolute buy. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's my thoughts as well. I agree on that. I, I don't think you need to move away from uh, – there's going to be better better options, I think, than Chowdhury, even if he's going to mm-hmm. have a negative 40, 30 break even, whatever it be. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on to the Sixers and the Stars at the SCG. We know the Sixers love playing at the SCG. Now, Sean Abbott's missed tonight. There's no news on whether he's going to actually play again. It was illness that ruled him out tonight in in, in this game, but he's got a little bit of time. He's got about, what, four games, I think – or f- sorry, four days to get over that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, aside from that, maybe Philippi, he loves playing at the SCG. If you've got him, you hold him. Absolutely. But look, aside from that, I mean, the current injury – Jack Edwards maybe becomes a little bit relevant. Hayden Kirk would be back for the Sixers in four or five days' time. There's a lot of moving parts in the Sixers team at the moment, um, so we're probably looking more at the stars, but can they get any worse? Not really. So it makes it quite tough, doesn't it, to look at who to grab in either of these teams at the moment. Scobes, any um, any thoughts on the Sixers versus stars at the SCG? I just think with Sixers, you, unless you've just had a shocker and you've got someone that's not playing, you're not trading them out, but you're also not bringing them in. Um, I think everyone would have jumped off Curran just because I think we all know he's had a bit of a brain fade um, and as we spoke about earlier, a bit of a peanut act, to put it lightly. But uh, it's, I, I guess maybe Jack Edwards, you're looking to bring him in, um, depending, obviously, the game's still going. He started off bowling well. I just... I don't think you're actively going out of your way to bring any uh, sixes in. With the stars, I, I mean, it's the same conversation we had just prior. I mean, that on their list looks fairly good, but it just seems to turn to shit game day, doesn't it? Mm. So I think, um, yeah, I, Webster. I'm looking at, uh, at that short, um, the short ground, uh, the first game against the Gades. It kind of deters me from bowlers, um, especially Steckity. Um, I just, yeah, I'm not too sure what I'm going to do yet, but definitely Maxi obviously is involved. We've all got him. Um, but Webster mm-hmm. is definitely in the trade plans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. I, um, I, sorry, I like your ideas there about Jack Edwards that I don't, I don't think he's an absolute must-bring in if you didn't start with him. Why do I hear you ask? Because Sean Abbott's coming back, Hayden Kerr's coming back, and then you've got Dewarshus. Mm-hmm. You've got these players that are really good quality bowlers that he might only get one or two overs if he is bowling. So, yeah, he might get your dual position, but is he really going to be of relevance on the bowling side? And batting at seven, geez, it's it's a bit of a stretch. And I, I have started with him, so I'm comfortable with that, but I wouldn't yep. feel comfortable bringing him in not knowing what's going to happen once Abbott and these players come back. Yeah, yeah, fair abso- call. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And I know that um, I know that Curran obviously missed, but they're going to appeal it now. I mean, I don't think he's going to get off just purely based on what's happened, um, and I guess what they want to show or portray to the public, yeah. and that it was a level three charge. So, if I mean, funny things have happened. If he gets off, I mean, that just worsens Edward's role, doesn't it? Because that's I guess another three to four overs it gets chewed into. Bring back Abbott. Um, obviously, there's going to be lineup changes. Maybe Davies doesn't play. I mean, they're playing Davies and Steve O'Keefe tonight. Steve O'Keefe might, you know, do his and back, um, getting out of bed. Yes, Murphy as well. Who? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, lots of uh, question marks at the moment. So lots it's easier marks. to kind of yeah move on the certainties. But 
I mean, the last game of this round, there's not really much to talk about. Scorchers Renegades at Optus Stadium. Going to be a tough road trip for the Renegades, I think, in this one. So that's one to consider. You know, most people have stacked up on Renegades. It's probably worth not overloading too much on these guys. And I mean, the Scorchers are quality, so you can just take your pick with any of these guys, but their schedule doesn't suit them. So it's it's probably easier to move past these guys. And we can move into trade talk, guys, because there's a lot to talk about in terms of doubles and planning for the Thunder in round four. So let's get into trade targets. Targets acquired. Now, of course... Trade Talk is brought to you by Bonus Bank. Uh, Bonus Bank's Australia's number one matched betting site. And uh, you can make your first $75 free if you go to bonusbank.com.au. It doesn't cost you a thing to make an account. And for less than 2 bucks a day, you can upgrade to premium. You can use the code INSIGHT. It'll get you 25% off your first month. And uh, on average, Bonus Bank members are making two and a half grand in their first two months. So go and uh, put in the code INSIGHT. Get yourself 25% off. Have a crack. Give it a go and make some coin. Some tax-free coin, mind you. Now, uh, I guess let's let's talk about the trades, uh, our trades first of all, and and the options for people out there. Because Renegade Stars Thunder, they're they're probably the three options we're looking at, and the three teams we're looking at in terms of our double game weeks at the moment. How are we Absolutely. moving with uh, with Absolutely. the Renegades and the Stars? Let's talk Melbourne first of all. Um, who do we have, and who are we looking at? Um, I guess to kick it off, I've, I've got Zampa. I've got Sutherland, I've got Quinton de Kock, um, and that's yeah, it's pretty pretty deplorable from Quinton last night. But I'll be looking at getting in Fraser McGurk. Absolutely, I don't think I'll be going another gate. Actually, I'm big on Webster. Big on Webster. Um, I'm not too sure where I'm going to land with my final one. I'm interested in Majay, but I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure yet. Mick. I'm just impressed at the moment looking at the live scores and Matt Short for the round with the C option on him is at 450. But my players that I have from the Renegades at the moment, I have Fraser McGurk, I have Zampa, and I have Will Sutherland. And from the Stars, I have Glenn Maxwell. So Bo Webster is a 100% locked-in trade-in target for me. Um, I'm just not sure about anyone else. I do like Osama Mir and the way that he bowls those leggies and sort of gets them through quite well, but not at Lavington with how batter-friendly it's going to be there. So that might be a hold for another week. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a wait and see, but I will be boosting this round. So I've got still got Munro, still got Nessa, uh, still got Kuhneman that will need to move on. And uh, the pain train, who we were so high on, uh, he's going to be legging it out of my side as soon as this round is complete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I think those guys are no-brainers. I think Darcy Short maybe can sit on the pine for another week and makes a little bit of coin. The, let me ask you this, and this is away a, a from Renegade Stars, but does Matt Short now become a hold? Or can you just not afford to have that much coin on the bench? Uh, he was always a hold. Let, yep. Let's. I mean. I mean. Let, let's. Let's be honest. He's. He's just moved to twenty four off twenty one. He's taken two poles, um, and that's the second game of double game week. He's. He's going to have a low ish break even. He's going to make even more cash. But if we're just talking about cricket terms, does he not have every facet of the game ticked off? I mean, he's. He's going to bowl. He's an opening batsman. He's the mm-hmm. captain. And he's he takes field. catches. Yep. I mean, what, what? I'm yeah. I'm just I'm failing to see 
unless you haven't really planned accordingly and you need to ship him off to bring in, I don't know, say a Maxi and a, a Webster or a Sutherland as well, then I'm not I'm not too sure why on earth you'd need to trade him out because regardless, he, as we spoke before, the single game week players that can pop and outscore double game week players, he's extremely cemented in that category of players. But it's just opening batsman, Get a bowl two to three. Will field in great positions. Well, I mean, what what's not to love? I'm I'm failing to see, you know, unless it's cash, why you will trade him out. Uh, so let me ask you this: uh, mm-hmm. Is it an option now? They're on the buy next round. Is it an option to trade him out and trade him back in? Considering he's worth so much, is it worth burning a trade? to use that cash on the double in a pretty important double, then bring him back in when they're playing again. Oh, per- personally, I just, I hate booking in trades. This game, mm-hmm. this, this format of super coach goes for nine rounds and the fluidity and flexibility that you have to have to be able to, I guess, um, acclimatize and change when possible. That is so, so handy. So I guess yep. if we're not including boosts, you're, you're down to two trades already. I just, yeah, I'm, yep. I'm not a fan of yep. that. No. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so we talked about the Melbourne teams. Let's talk about the Thunder. Uh, they're on the double in round four. So like I said, most Renegades or most players, sorry, have Renegades and Stars players kind of booked in from round one. So they've probably got a pretty good stack of these players, maybe anywhere between four to six of them already. So you might not need to go hard at all the Melbourne players this round. So you can start to kind of go ahead for their Thunder double game week in round four. Now, which Thunder players are you looking at, Mick? Um, I mean, there's a few good options there. A couple of batsmen, like we mentioned earlier in the pod, that uh, you could easily just sit as your emergency loop and just see if it comes off. Anybody that you're looking at yourself? You mentioned Hales and Davies, I think, at the start of the pod. Yep, Hales, Davies, Sams, they're the top three for me. I've already bought in Tanvir Sanger. He's got a really nice role there. Um, There has been some talk about... Hatcher being dropped for potentially yeah. Jason Sanger. So watch that space if you're looking at bringing Hatcher in, but after the way he bowled in the last game, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, I think the only reason they're doing that is because Sams can drop down the order, right? That's he can right. he can bat seven. He's batting six at the moment for them, so he can bat seven. They can bring another bat in, and, and they've got enough bowlers to get through their allotment pretty comfortably. So mm-hmm. um, what about you, Scobes? Any Thunder players you're booking in for the week? Uh, not not coming in next round, no, but I'm very, well, shouldn't say definitive, no. I'm very um, 50-50 on Hales. I'd love to stash him on the bench because you just know, he, he as we spoke about, he can pop. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think most coaches will have Tanvir, who's a fantastic option. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. And as, as Mick pointed out about um, with Sam dropping down, I think that, decreases the appeal, honestly, because less yeah, balls you get to face, less balls you get to mm-hmm. hit out of the park. It's just not, yep. I guess it's it's not as appealing. So we all know the class of Jason saying it, like he's he's fantastic and he can roll the arm over as well. So it's another bowling option if they want to go there. Um, I just, yeah, if Sam's is going down to seven, I'd much prefer him to be going the other way up to say from six to five. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. If Sam's is at seven, he's much less appealing. I don't think I'll go early on him. 
or look at him if he's batting at seven. Um, but yeah, if he stays at six, that'd be great. But yeah, the rumor is like Mick said that there's a good chance Thatcher maybe uh, kind of sits out on this next one. Um, so we will see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, we'll get to your questions soon, guys. As well, we're we're gonna touch on the uh, yeah all of your questions around trades and things like that this week. But let's quickly touch on captains. We mentioned it earlier, but we'll touch on it again. Are you ready, kids? Now, Maxwell or Webster VC, Sutherland C. I mean, is it is it that hard this week? Don't overthink uh, it. Nah, I mean, un- unless, you know, you want it to be real fruity and go maybe like a Tom Rogers into a John O. Wells and completely ruin your season, then maybe. But, yeah, no, I just don't see any merit not VCing Maxie into Sutherland. Hopefully you don't even need to put the C on Sutherland and Maxi just pops for a nice 100. And that's, you know, there's no, there's nothing better than when you've got your captain sorted in the first game of the round. That just, I think that, that assuring feeling is fantastic. Yeah. So what's a loopable score then for Maxi? What does he need to score in game one for you to go, yeah, I'll lock that in? Uh, me personally, I reckon just because it's a shortened season um, from 13, I think it is. Down to nine, probably. I, I like anything 90, 95 plus, honestly. Um, I, I yep. like to think that he's he's more than capable of that. I mean, we could be looking at a at a 140. We, we could be looking at a, you know, a 30, who knows. But I think anything over 90, 95, absolutely bank that. Even low 80s, you'd probably take that as well. Yeah, I think 75 potentially, knowing what Maxi could do in game two. I think maybe 75 is a barrier for me that I'd just go, yeah, I'll just lock it in, knowing that he's a good chance of, of popping off in game two. Mick, any thoughts on captains before we move into questions? Uh, it'll be between Sutherland. Uh, Maxi will have the VC on him this round for me. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's move into some questions then. There's a fair few that have come through. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. All right, we'll, uh, let's move into questions from the Discord first. We've got Kyle with the first question. Um, with Sam's looking dodgy in the past two games, carrying a slight niggle, would it be madness to fade him? I think we've answered that one already. I'd, it wouldn't be madness at all. Might nah, be a smart God, no, play. No. I think that would be the percentage play right now. What's he done so far this, this season? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're picking him off how many years of BBL that he's played. You're picking him off past seasons, not what he's doing right now. So. Yep, fair call. Um, Hecker has asked, who are the best Thunder players to target for next round? We've probably covered that already in the pod so yeah. far. I'd say maybe Ollie Davies and Hales are the two best bats. I'll tell you who actually we haven't mentioned once tonight is Cameron Bancroft. He has been very good. Absolutely. So there, there's a little bit of a pod play there for bangers if if you've got the guts, if you're, if you're looking for someone real left field that no one else will be taking because Hales and Davies are probably the two obvious options with the bat in hand. But Bancroft has been awesome. Probably been the, a bit of a you know mainstay of the top order, Mick. Uh, absolutely, and at 157k, won't break the bank, break even of 53, so could make you money. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Um, <laughs> we've got Brad Parker, super fan. For any of you NRL fans out there, Brad Parker. Uh, how many stars and renegades should we target to have next round? My answer is probably six. I, I don't know whether I want more than six combined renegades and stars what, what are your thoughts scopes on this one how, how many are you aiming for i'm 
I guess I'm in agreement with you. I think six to seven is um, would be would be ideal, so to speak. I think anything more than that is is it not a bit overkill? Because as we know, you know, just because there's two games does not guarantee points. Mm-hmm. We spoke about single game week players that can pop. Um, I just, yeah, I'm not too sure that there's that much quality in both these lineups. Speaking in super coach terms, rather than, I guess, adverse to quality. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that earlier that um, getting quality players with good roles is much better than targeting guys on doubles with shit roles. So that, that's probably a good point. How many how many have great roles in these two teams? That's what you have to look at. Um, another question from him is, is round three the best time to boost? And maybe, Mick, this is the best question for you considering you're, you're planning one. What was your thought process behind boosting this week? Yep, what has two thumbs and agrees with you? The big horse. I will definitely be boosting this uh, round. What's wrong? Are you muted for me or just... Can you hear me, Scopes? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. Yep. 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 Must be so um, for, yeah, for this round, definitely. I've got uh, the four Brisbane Heat and Strikers players that I'll be um, trading out and I'll be benching Matt Short this round. I won't be trading him out. Yep. Smart play. Smart play. Very good there. Yep. Absolutely. Might be just having some technical issues here with Braino, but think, we'll get through it. I think so. No, we're good. Yeah. You're good we're now. good. Perfect. We're good now. Yep. Um, next one. Uh, is Quinton de Cock a must for next round? I guess I can answer that by saying no. <laughs> okay, I can answer that in two words. Fuck no. Fuck <laughs> no. I mean, um, oh, oh. like I, I'm all for, you know, blokes going out and having a swing and if they get capsule, fair enough because it's – it's T20. You know, you got to make runs or fuck off. But the way he went out, it was just so indecisive. And I, I get it. The bloke's not bowling 110, but he's he's also – it's not prime Brett Lee or Shoah Bakhtar here. Let's let's be honest. Um, and he's, he's literally steered it straight to first slip. And I'm just so dirty on the fact that you know how good this bloke can be. Like, he has pummeled world-class attacks. And to go out like that, it's not even about the cash drop. I mean, I, I don't even think like you would actually, it'd be that much of an antipod not to have him or to fade him. So, yeah, no, he's definitely not a must-have. Absolutely not. Mm. Yep. Yep, fair call. Uh, SC Master asking, uh, Decock and Webster must-haves. Look, Decock, no. Webster, we've spoken about a bit through the pod, is a, is a pretty good mm. option. So I guess we can probably go forward with saying that Webster, I don't think any of them are a must-have, but I think he's a nice option. No. Uh, just based yep. on role. Um, and then we've got uh, Blake asking, uh, what are our thoughts on the current situation? I think it's pretty it's pretty clear that we don't agree with with what he's done. Um, I, I don't know whether we want to dive into this too much, but I think the four games is well-deserved. I think he was lucky to get off with four, if I'm completely honest. Well, I mean, quick thoughts from, from either of you. Maybe, Mick, you start? I suppose with you play with fire, you get burnt, don't you? Yep, Scopes. I no, I completely agree. Um, I think Tom Morris actually had a tweet today regarding what he actually said, and you know, like it's just like open your eyes, honestly. Have a think about it, like what you're doing. Like, are you that much of a degenerate? I just yeah, you can't be having yeah. that. No, no, agreed. Well deserved ban, I think. 
Now, uh, we move into the live questions. Uh, we've got G Money with the first one. Uh, Abbott and Curran not playing has sunk me this week. Yeah, it, it's tough for people that got stuck with both. Not to mention he had McGurk and Majeeb uh, on the bench that he couldn't actually use. Uh, and got stuck with Connolly six. So he's ready for ready for round three. Uh, I guess anybody in that situation would be ready for round could, three. So, could, yeah, it feels for you, mate. Tough. Could, could be worse. I got stuck with McDermott's four, mate. So I'm feeling you. Yeah, I think some did. Um, now, Global, do we even get to cock next week? No. Uh, we covered that. Uh, thoughts on Bo Webster? We've probably given Paul a little bit of an insight on Paul Web uh, on Bo Webster as well, so that's fine. We can push on. Yep. Uh, G Money, Abbott missed another game due to illness. So they, they didn't disclose <laughs> what illness that was. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll, we'll find out in coming days. But he, I'd like to think he's going to be ready for next week if it's illness. Um, yeah, so we so. can... Yeah, reassess as we go. But uh, maybe he's a trade out there on singles for the rest. The, the schedule isn't amazing for Abbott. Go and target somebody who's probably a bit more valuable this week or next week with the Thunder, both Melbourne teams on the on the double. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking about Ollie Davies for the Thunder. So um, to cover that question off. Uh, so I actually, we covered this, Scobes, but do you want to just double down on this one? Matt Shaw to hold and not a trade for Corey Blackledge. Now, Corey, I think because you're actually listening to this and you're tuning in that you are a more than capable coach and an intelligent human being, I don't think we need to go over it anymore. But if a bloke is the captain, he's bowling, he's batting, making runs, clearing boundaries for fun and fielding in fantastic spots, just listen to that back again. And tell me why on earth you traded out, okay? Good I chat. Like it. I like it. Fair call. I, I, uh, these have been starred just for comedy value, by the way. Uh, Corey wanted to fade to cock, and then G Money has said his missus faded to cock when they got married. So I enjoyed that <laughs> one. So that's worth a shout well, out for the pod. Yeah, good. Uh, well, I, I think played. G Money's, uh, yeah, G Money's missus wouldn't be so angry about, um, that putrid display that DeCock had last night either. So hopefully G Money puts in a better performance to her than uh, Quinton did last night for us. Let's go. Mate. That's right. Fingers crossed. Uh, Global wants to know who are the best cash cows to bring in this week. So potentially three. I don't know whether you need three cash cows, but maybe who's going to be the best for, for you guys in terms of cash gen in the coming week? Oh, yeah. No, Big Horse has nailed it in one. Um, as I said, if you don't have McGurk, then like surely he's the most traded in um, asset going into the double. Surely, then I think uh, Chowdhury, I guess. But yeah, I think I think moving forward, and we're very lucky with the guides. None of them are that far out of reach that you're going to have to break your team. And same thing with the stars either. So McGurk number one, and then I think yeah, not much follows that honestly. Yep. Uh, Matty Granger wants to know if we suggest using a boost. Yes, we do, or Mick does. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably yes, the right do. time to use it unless you're going to use it around 6-7 back-to-back. It's probably the only other time that I would use it at the back end of the season when there's those real primary doubles. Um, how many doubles do we need this week? We mentioned probably six um, to answer that question from Global. Uh, who's going to bowl death for the Stars, boys? What's what's your thoughts there? Because, uh, I mean, there's a few options. Harris Ralph seems like the obvious option to bowl death. Uh, you've got Steckity as well, potentially, who will be in this team, but he didn't play last game either. So who do you think gets the death over, Scopes? Sure. It's got to be Ralph and Steck, doesn't it? 
Has to be. I'd say I, so. mean, I mean, I'm, I don't know why Stickety wasn't picked, but if, if there's some injury or something's come up that we don't know about, then fair enough. But I don't understand why you would um, entertain having him at the club and eventually getting him at the club and then not play him. That just... Like, I'm, yeah, um, I've been very sceptical of how the Stars operate, especially, I mean, picking picking Brooke as number one when someone had to have an idea that he's probably not going to be there. But, yeah, I, d- I dare say Ralph has to bowl death overs. But then again, he, he leaves, I'm fairly sure. All the um, Pakistani boys, they, they leave on the 29th of December. So that's, yep. yeah, it's a hole to fill. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Makes it tough, doesn't it? Because you ideally would love to pick a star player that's going to play the double, single double. They play five in the next three weeks. You kind of want to use them for that whole period. You don't want to have to go and burn a trade on a Ralph and then he leaves after the double. You've got to go and get another bloke in. Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So a bit disappointing, but yeah, stick with what you know, I think, with this one. Um, Hodges, Steckity and Stone. Ollie Stone, potentially an option. I'm not not 100% sure. Steckity, yes. Harris Ralph, if you want a guy for the double this round, but just know that he's going to go and you need to trade him out. Thoughts on Ollie Stone, Mick? Any love there? None. Yeah. Yep. Fair call. Uh, Global, should we get in tall Paul after the buy? Um, should I ask Gobes this question? Do you reckon? There's a pretty obvious answer, uh, isn't it? I mean, if 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 you like to have fun with your team, then absolutely. I mean, if he di- if he didn't have such a, I guess a dead shit coach, then. I'm sure we all would have um, kept him, but some sometimes with the buyers coming up, you've got to negate that break even and just go with it, get rid of him. But man's got a very good role, doesn't he? Very, very good role. Um, yeah, as, as I said, like he in that triple and um, those games that just went past, he could have easily scored so much more. But just the the use of him, yeah, it's interesting. And when you look at the lineup. Mick, like you, you, you look at the lineup and you see five frontline bowlers, and then you mm-hmm. see him batting at six. You're like, how does he get a bowl? Like, how is this guy relevant at all? The guy's batting six, and he's the mm-hmm. sixth bowler. And then they bowl him fucking second change, and he bowls four overs, and he does a fucking awesome job. And then he comes out and whacks them everywhere. You just think, I've got this all wrong. But like on paper, wrong. it just looks like he doesn't yep. have it right, does he? Yep, you're right. Just, I was wrong about him. Hmm. I mean, it, sorry about him, but it just tells me that they're, they're not trusting of Nisa's body right now. Yeah, it's for him as much class as he has to opt out of that PM's eleven game, and then obviously I know he had the rest. Well, everybody had the rest because the Heat and Adelaide game got washed out. But why? Why are you picking a bloke that has the class of Nisa? And it's not as if he started shockingly. He rolled the arm over two overs. One was a maiden, the other went for fifteen. You know, fair enough. But why pick him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do, I, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm not too sure of, you know, who has the most say up there, but, yeah, I don't think they're um, actually executing to plan. Yeah. No, no, I tend to agree. Uh, last one from Global. When do the international players from the Stars leave? So uh, the Pakistani players have – they've got a four-game quota, don't they? So they leave after the double, am I right? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it's the 28th or the 29th. I, it's it's de- 100% one of those dates. Um, and then, obviously, I could be saying it wrong, but Imad Wazim 
actually comes in for the second game of the double, which is extremely annoying because if he was here for the double, I think he would be... I can't remember his price off the top of my head. I believe it's 125000 That is just... Like, that, that is someone that I'd be willing to take a punt on, absolutely. But the only one game out of the two, you've definitely got to pass on that, I think. And there's also a question about Majib from the Renegades here about uh, when he heads off and Afghanistan have just released their international schedule, their ODIs or their white ball schedule, I think. And they're, I think he could be gone as early as what, Boxing Day or a little bit after that. So he's probably Boxing only got Davis. their double left as well, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, and it's 125K for uh, Imad or Imad, how yep. you pronounce his name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good to see Plowboy in the chat, throwing through some comments. Thanks for tuning in, mate. Yeah. Um, have we got any more comments? I'm just quickly trying to scroll through and make sure that we've covered them all. Um, I'm, oh, oh, okay. Uh, I'm a, so podcasters protecting their rank. Let's quickly address that real quick. Uh, if I was protecting my rank for the comments in, in the in the section here, I wouldn't tell people to go and get Tanvi Sanger. I wouldn't tell people that uh, Hardy was a hold. Um, I'm literally telling people to actually keep players that I have. So if I was trying to protect my rank, I'd probably tell people to trade these guys out. So I don't know whether there's any relevance to that. I'm just addressing this one comment here from, uh, from old mate, but, um, yeah, if you don't, if you don't like the content, that's completely fine. Uh, if you think we're protecting our rank, that's, that's also, that's also that's fine. fine, but I'm sure may, there's plenty of other may, podcasts out there. May, may I butt in there? Um, yeah, who, who is, who, who is saying that we're protecting our rank? I mean, I've, Literally spoke about it earlier, so I'm a bit I'm a bit intrigued. Unless they don't have the um the brain capacity to understand what a number is and where that actually falls into line with other ranks, or they just didn't tune in early enough. Yeah, no, yeah, it's uh no, I think it's more so just uh people thinking potentially, or one person thinking that uh we're trying to lead people in the wrong direction. So um, I, I mean, I the. X as as it's called now, the X handles are there. If I mean, absolutely happy to have even a heated debate over certain things. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, I know I've had a few, especially with Carlton supporters, and that that's fair enough. Because sometimes you've got to actually dumb yourself down to their level. And that might be quite hard for intelligent humans, which definitely is not me. But uh, why why on earth would we? be trying to lead people astray. I don't understand that. And if anything you've disagreed with tonight, like just just add us. We'll talk to you about it. Absolutely. Engage. I mean, that's why fantasy sports is so fantastic. My opinion can be completely valid and yet big horses can be completely valid as well. And <laughs> we might both be right. We might both be wrong. I just, yeah. Been intrigued that's a beauty on that of it, isn't it? That's interesting. Yeah. Can I just throw something can I just throw something at you boys? As this round stands right now. As bad as what David Payne has been, he's a 12th ranked BBL player this round. There you go. He's got what, 86. That's, so, yeah, I, I mean, that's not a bad round by any round, by any means. So, yeah. um, but yeah, on the back is what Scobes has said. I'm more than happy to have chats with people as well. So hop in the hop in uh, either hop in the Discord and, and flick me a message, Discord. or, or hop yeah, on X. Sure. Yeah, follow me on there, and I'm more than happy to have a chat and give you a reasoning as to why I'm picking these players and why I recommend certain players and um, you know, and the beauty of it is, I'm never always right. So, and, and no one yep. is. So, and, and that's the best part. It's our opinion. It's what we know uh, based on how many years we've followed the sport and and 
you know, what we know about cricket and things like that. So, uh, you know, we're not always right. But, um, yeah, we're not always wrong either. We get them right every now and again. So uh, hopefully the people that are following are getting uh, are following the moves that we get right and fading the ones that we get wrong. And then we, hopefully we get a winner. Hopefully someone that follows the pod or is in the Discord or is in the Unlimited chat actually wins this thing and takes out some cash. That would be perfect. That would be awesome. Yeah, um, for sure. Boys, we'll talk captains, trades. We've previewed the games. We've gone for nearly an hour and a half, and it's been awesome, but we probably should wrap this one up. Um, mm-hmm. There's no more questions coming through, so we can call it a day. But, I mean, we're, how's the score looking for the current game? I actually haven't been following it it's too much. Four, what, it's what's going four on? for 104 right now. As I said, I'll just refresh. Yeah, you're right. Yep, I got four for 100. Bat short, still there, 40 off 35. Jamie Overton, four off eight. They need 54 runs in 39 balls. So this one's going to go down the wire. Could be a good one to finish off. Um, so oh, yeah. let's let's make – sorry, Scopes. No, I was just going to say hopefully these two um, steer at home. That would be absolutely phenomenal. It would be. Absolutely. Guys, yeah. thanks for joining us. Hit subscribe if you like the content. Obviously, like and, and follow if you're listening to an audio. Uh, hit that follow button. Leave us a review if you like it um, or give us some feedback if you don't. Um, we'll do our best to improve the show. But – until next time, we'll, we'll come to you on, uh, what, before round four, and we'll preview round four, Mick. I think that's going to be, what, Tuesday night? So we'll yeah, uh, I think that's uh, Boxing Day. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, after Boxing Day 27th or something like that. So we'll come to you then. We'll talk to you about round four. Uh, we'll give you an idea of what our moves are. And uh, But until then, thanks for joining us, Scopes. Appreciate your time as well, mate. It's been fun. You're a good man, No, Scopes. absolutely. Comple- completely agree. Completely agree. It's always nice to... Um, chat fantasy sports especially when the great man Matty Shorts um, I guess proving his price tag that's wonderful it's been a great wonderful. it's been a great week to no, have thank, you on thank Talk you both Paul. for having me oh, Talk Paul rips it up absolutely. Matty Short rips it up we get scopes on for the week what a, what a time perfect timing guys thanks for listening we'll see you next time you've been listening to the Insight BBL show catch you later see ya